Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Comic Book Podcast, brought to you by the staff of Talking Comics. I am your host, Bobby Shortle, and I am here with Steve Say. What's up, everybody? Bradley Jones. Ahoy, hoy. And Brian Verderosa. What's crackalacking? Together, we are the Justice League of Talking Comics. We are the four main players. Um, the reviews, if you went to the site at TalkingComicBooks.com. Uh, all the reviews there, ex- except for a couple, uh, are done by us. Um, we covered all of the DC New 52, and that's what we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Kind of a catch-up podcast, a catch-all of podcasts. But before we get into it, um, you know, comic books are a long and storied medium, and they have a lot of continuity. And part of the reason we started the show and I, we started the blog was because there was this new jumping-on point with the New 52, and um, it got people who were not interested in comics into it, people who were lapsed back into it, and some people who are really into it, angry. So uh, <laughs> we have a varying amount of experience with comic books here uh, on the show. Um, first off, the show is not going to be about, um, I guess, snobbery when it comes to comic books. Uh, w- we're not going to uh, be snooty or uptight about them. We're going to talk about them and review them like we'd review anything else. Movies, music, uh, you know, novels, whatever. Um, so that's kind of the basis of this. Uh, Brian. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about your comic book experience in the past? So just so we're clear, we're being snobby about not being snobby. Yes. Exactly. Outstanding. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I've been reading comic books as long as I can remember. I've taken a lot of time off in the last few years, but I remember probably being four or five years old and organizing my dad's comic books and going to the comic book store with him. Uh, all th- <laughs> I think Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was my first comic book I bought for myself. That it's like was that really and Watchmen exciting. are like the two biggest, right? <laughs> that, and, that and Watchmen. Yeah. Also, also some Sandman yeah, okay. was, uh, was, was huge when, uh, as a, for a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yes. But... I just I just got into it and uh, I I kind of gravitated towards more of the I don't say kiddie books but the you know the books that were directed at younger people I remember reading the entire run of Marvel's Power Pack uh, when I was real young when I got into my like early teens uh, you know Impulse was probably my favorite comic book but I've read a ton of a ton of Batman a ton of uh, Superman I probably collected about a hundred. Or so issues of each of those of each of those characters, if not more, um, when I was uh, in my teens, and then you know, kind of high school happened and college happened, and I just kind of fell away from it a bit. And my father has been trying to get me back in ever since, 
And you know, it's 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 easy. It's easy to say life happens. Don't have time for this stuff anymore. You know, not that I thought it was beneath me or anything like that. I just it it gets to a point where there's so much that has happened, and I haven't been there for it. That trying to play catch up is relatively impossible. And and you, I wasn't there for it, so I feel kind of out of the loop. So I, I was really interested in jumping back on and and being part of something from the inception. Uh, and it's it's going to be back into a couple of other things too that I've been uh, straying away from. So I'm I'm excited. Awesome, um, Steve. What about you? Let's see. Um, well, I used to actually live above a comic book store, so uh, every day or every couple of days, I'd go down there and I'd take my allowance and whatever money I could pull out of the couch, and uh, I'd go and pick up, uh, I guess, Punisher and Wolverine and X Men and a couple of those characters and such. And I remember enjoying them when I was little, but never really investing myself too much in the characters or the stories or anything like that and then later i started to get into much more of the artwork aspect of comic books rather than the actual stories and such um i liked a lot of the darker comics i liked like johnny the homicidal maniac and squee and lenore just because their art kind of represented a little bit of what I can do myself, and I guess I identified with that, and I found that the books were really funny and really cool, and I don't know. Uh, And then, you know, this whole opportunity with Talking Comics came along, and it kind of reawakened me to the whole comic book world of having to, like, do my research and get reacquainted with characters that I'd kind of known about but not really um versus ones that i didn't know at all until two weeks ago and now i love them and i can't wait for you know next issues to come out and such so uh i don't know i'm kind of all over the place with comic books but i'm really happy to be doing this and hopefully i'm gonna find a lot more characters that i like awesome uh bradley um i guess my i i as a kid read a lot of batman i would say i don't know if i ever collected them i was more into like reading books but my big exposure was probably like Batman, the animated series, and uh, some Spider-Man, a little bit of the X-Men. So I definitely like would get into the superheroes from the like television standpoint, and definitely the movie standpoint, and it like definitely spawned more reading of like Batman. And then as I've gotten older, I would say that um, the bulk of my my reading has been um, like the big graphic novels like Watchmen and um, a lot of the Batman ones. Again, I like Batman a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the long Halloween and year one yeah. and stuff like that. And um, I really, really liked, uh, what's that one with the old DC comic characters? Kingdom Come. Kingdom oh, Come. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah. super love that book. Um, for me, it was always just a matter of like expense. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, availability like i'd rather buy like one big compendium of of a whole series and get to read a whole series than necessarily like 20 pages at a time mm-hmm. and and where do you even start with some of those yeah. with some of you know like with x-men for example or right, something yeah. like that so so like i i'm i'm gonna just say i agree with steve and brian with their whole looking forward to start a new mm-hmm. concept yeah, but uh, I mean, definitely, I I would say that I've got much less experience than than uh, Brian and Steve seem to have. 
Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Brad um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Uh, I, uh, I very big into animated series when I was younger, and I did read a lot of Spider-Man. Actually, Spider-Man was the comic I read the most as a kid. He's always been my favorite hero. Um, but I was lapsed for a very long time, and I was very much into doing um, graphic novels as well, like the trades, uh, Watchmen, V for Vendetta, uh, Marvel 1602, which Brad yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Uh, let me borrow. Um, it's a true story. Kingdom Come uh, and Man Without Fear, the Daredevil arc, which both of which Brian let me borrow. Um, do, you, do you still have those? No, I gave you back Daredevil and Kingdom Come. I have all the other ones still somewhere. <laughs> okay. um, and stuff like that. Uh, the way... It, Kind of the reason I started really getting back into comics and this all started was I got an iPad and suddenly I had a way to get all these books that I wanted to read very quickly and a very – my always problem was entry point like Brad was saying. Thanks, where, iPad. Yeah. Where do, I, where do I start? Like where do I come in? And I started reading the, uh, the Death of Spider-Man arc uh, that went on a couple months ago and that kind of got me – eased me back in and then – um, when Green Lantern came out, I read some Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff, the Rebirth uh, miniseries, and then this DC when the, new... when the movie came out, you mean? Sorry, yeah, the movie came out. Yeah, um, uh, when the, and then the DC New Fifty Two thing happened, and it really excited me because there were all these characters. Where do I start reading with Batman? Where do I start reading with Superman? We're at nine hundred issues of Action Comics. Like, what what do I do? You know, and this gave me a point to jump on, and so like everybody else, I'm really excited. Like a couple of these books, especially have gotten me incredibly excited to have something new every month. It kind of feels to me like watching what, like a, a favorite television show is what it feels like to me. That every month I get, every week really, but every month from the same author I get amazing stories. And that I'm just really uh, super psyched about. Um, that being said, let's jump into some of these books. Um, let's start with a big one really quick. Uh, it's one we all, let's start with the, the two that we kind of all read uh action comics um uh, we have now one and two out um we'll talk about it overall um I-, I love the books uh grant morrison uh rags morales i thought that they did the best job so far in in the dc new 50 new 52 of reinventing a character that everyone knows about and making them fresh and new while still feeling um familiar in, in a lot of ways um Br- brian what do you think Oh, I agree. Uh, I think that there's a really nice sort of uh, reinventing of the character in a way that, Mm -hmm. you know, Superman has always been, people have the Superman versus Batman argument, right? And most people, in my experience, prefer Batman because he's a badass. And and Superman is, you know, rah-rah, flag-waving, really good old boy. And people forget that Superman kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And what Grant Morris has been able to do with the with this book is kind of show us more of an angry Clark, you know, a, a, a guy who is doesn't want to take any crap and is willing to do something about it instead of just kind of standing there taking what everyone throws at him and, and with, with a big gleaming smile that you know, like, ding, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it's been really cool seeing a different side of the because it's the same guy it's it's just from from a different perspective right and uh especially the second issue uh was this like really big action set piece and i i, I was actually like scared of the physical 
you know imposition that 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 Clark was in 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 that book. Yeah. So uh, I'm I, I'm really excited for what he's doing with it. Yeah. Um, Steve. Um, I thought it was pretty awesome. I really have never read anything at all Superman ever. Um, but I do know a lot about the character just from friends and from movies. And Everyone knows a lot about the character. Yeah, exactly. Superman. It's Superman. Yeah. So, Who? yeah, <laughs> what? Um, but I was actually pretty surprised when, um, like, cause you told me how good it was and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, all right, you know, let's check out some Superman stuff. And I was really quite shocked by how angry he seemed or with like the glowing red eyes and Mm -hmm. just the the bad assery that was going on in that and then plus the whole sequence with the the train and luther in the corner trying to you know to catch the superman and whatever and uh i loved the the way that the book moved like all of the panels kind of like melted one into the other into the other that the action sequences you could almost see it like it was animated mm-hmm. if you i guess if you read it fast enough yeah and uh any book that makes me like see it in my head and mm-hmm. I can envision how it's going on and by the end I'm like turning the pages and I'm like what the hell's going on yeah um it was awesome yeah so that's what it I feels think. like a movie to me yeah exactly yeah no, uh Brad what about you um, I, th- I clearly like it a little bit less than you guys all do. Uh, yeah, that's why um, I, that's why I'm interested to hear your opinion. Yeah, um, I, I like it, and what I do like most about the book is that it actually seems like a a re like imaging and reimagining of the whole Superman thing, just like you were saying before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that really none of the other books have. I mean, at least the ones that I have read, mm-hmm. like, are all coming in with some kind of past that. That hopefully you in some way have knowledge of. Right. You know, all of the books. You know, Batman doesn't even pretend like it. it's a reboot. You know, <laughs> Not it's, really, no. it's, ba- it's just another Batman book. Yeah. But with, with this, like, I do like that. I like that he's got a little spunk. Like, he certainly is a mouthier Superman than we're used to seeing. Um, I kind of dig the t-shirt with the cape look, I think, mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, I wasn't really crazy about the second book near as much as you guys were like the action was cool um and it like some of the what if stuff was cool but i I thought the first book was cooler as well by the way i'm sorry i thought the first book was cooler than the second also yeah the first book was cooler um i thought the second book kind of like spun its wheels a little bit um i I don't know i don't know if i needed what do you mean by that brad i didn't i don't know if i needed a superman book where he was like pretending to stay strapped in a chair really i mean he could have like he's fucking superman I understand they knocked him out and blah 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 blah. <laughs> there was no kryptonite used or anything like that so how knocked out is superman really gonna be like it everybody knows who superman is like we know what his weaknesses are and it's not like i like that he doesn't fly but, but i that's think that's a thing. cool little thing but like, he doesn't he doesn't fly so he's he's still learning about what he can do yeah, and I like the you know the change in the the backstory. Um, it doesn't seem like the Clark persona is really an important part of his his like world yet. At least not from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. You see, like what a scene of of him as as like big quotation marks Clark in the first book. In the yeah. first book. In yes, the first yeah, book, yeah, not yeah. at all in the second book. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but I like the this like the idea of Clark as like a crusading journalist. You know, that he has some sort of drive to him. That he's not just, I'm doing this reporting thing so people don't know I'm Superman. You know, yeah, like, exactly. I, which I always felt about Clark. 
You know? I'm going to show up for work today until something happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. It's interesting that you feel that way uh, about it. I mean, I, 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 but I think, let's go really quick through, like, uh, I'm saying bye on both of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Okay. Um, let's talk about Justice League real quick. I was thinking, do you want to maybe do that at the end to end cap it all? The, the, the other book that we all do? That's an idea, uh, Brian. That is my name. <laughs> All right. So yeah. let's start with um, the the first week then, and we'll just kind of run through. I'm sure yeah. some of them will go by really quick, and it'll be that sucked or that was great. Um, and some of them we'll talk a little more in depth about. We'll see how it feels. We'll let it just flow. <laughs> let it flow. All right. So we already talked about action. Let it be smooth. Um, we'll talk about Animal Man real quick. Uh, that's a book I reviewed, but I think most of us have read it. Um, Jeff Lemire, uh, who writes a book called Sweet Tooth in the Vertigo line, uh, Amazing! I think this book is something special, and a lot of that comes also. I've read number two now, and I think it's even better than number one. Um, where they're going with it, the art, uh, just the general feel—it just feels different than the other stuff. And not that everything needs to feel this way. That's what makes this thing so special to me. Um, I like—I love the idea of um, Animal Man's family life is more important than his superhero life, and. There's something supernatural and scary, and those bugs that fly in their ears and make them break their necks and go crazy. All this, you know, uh, you know. I mean, that's in Swamp Thing as well. But those things are kind of sharing, uh, um, kind of villains in a way. Um, I just think it's awesome and great, and um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, does anybody else want to say anything about Animal Man? I loved it. Steve loved it. <laughs> it's really good. It's yeah. a good book. I'm saying bye, definitely bye on that one. Um, Batgirl. Uh, Brian, that would be me. Yes. That's your book, uh, correct? Yeah, uh, it is. It's fantastic. Uh, Gail Simone has done something really special. Uh, it, it's still Barbara Gordon. Uh, it's not the mute Batgirl we had uh, ten years ago. It's Barbara Gordon. She is walking and running and jumping and not confined to a wheelchair. And we don't know exactly what's happened yet. Uh, why she's been able to. Uh, get healed uh, but she she was in a wheelchair the the killing joke is still part of canon it's still something that happened to her uh and there's just so much great character stuff in it i believe that book is next uh, is this week is the number two yeah which i'm super psyched for uh big thumbs up go buy it i totally agree i, I was kind of blown away how surpri- i was very surprised at how much i liked that book absolutely i thought i read it too i thought it was fantastic yeah. um Bradley, Batwing. Um, Batwing, um, I think is fucking amazing. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Curse? <laughs> We're trying We're to keep the cursing curse, to a minimum, but you're Sorry. breaking that rule. <laughs> okay. I know. Well, we were allowed to curse on the fanboy remix. I know, I know, I know. You can curse, but I'm trying to Sorry. keep it to a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. PG-13, um, I think badly. it's awesome. I think it, artistically speaking, I think it's it's the only one of its kind, like, with the art style that it's got. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the story a lot. I really like Batwing himself. Um, I, I have, like, the most enthusiastic of thumbs up for that book. Nice. Buy, um, it. buy it, buy it. Cool. I haven't read uh, issue two yet, but I did enjoy issue one. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Um, it's yet another book that Batman is in. Um, yes, isn't the art beautiful? The art is be- the art is great. Yes, the art is wonderful. Actually, it's very painterly and yeah, and, and, watercolorish. Yes, uh, pretty wonderful. Actually, um, we're sticking with you, Brad. Uh, 
Detective Comics. Detective Comics. Um, like we, I kind of alluded to it a little earlier in the Superman conversation, but um, it's a Batman book that that could fall anywhere. No matter, you know, it doesn't really need an issue number one on it. Um, that said, I think it's still an awesome Batman storyline. Um, I really have enjoyed the villains, especially like the the big reveal at the end of issue two is a really cool like hero. You know, it's really a villain shot, but like it's a cool like hero reveal mm-hmm. pose thing. Um, the art is incredible again in that book. Um, it just there's a lot of like heft in it. You know, okay. the, there's physical consequence to everything so far in the book. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Bye bye bye. Nice. Um, I'm going to chime in real quick because I have a slightly dissenting opinion about it. Um, uh, Tony Daniel is the guy who wrote and did the art for it. Um, and Ben Oliver, by the way, is the guy who does the art for uh, Batwing. Uh, I just want to mention that because we talked about his art and, and his name. But um, I, didn't, I don't love Detective Comics. I, I don't know what it is. I, just, I, lo- I love the, like, the promise of the last page of issue one. But issue two just didn't do it for me. I felt like we get this big... Um, reveal at the end of issue one and then it's not really paid off in issue two and i don't know i'm just i'm not loving it as a as a batman story it just feels like retreading to me even the limited batman i've read so that's well how spoilery are we gonna get um let's not i don't want to talk about issue two too much because it just came out last week but um issue one we can talk about like is the joker dead no, absolutely not. Well, that's the thing. It's like in issue two, the the end of issue one. There's spoilers. Uh, what? Uh, the Joker. It apparently looks like the Joker gets his face taken off. I, um, I thought the, the Joker was dead at the end of issue one. Absolutely not. There's no way the Joker's dead. It's oh. Batman. Um, uh, but uh, it's they're like, well, you can't see the body, Batman. You know, and I think that's just a story's way of being like, you can't see the body, Batman, because if you see the body, you're going to be like, that's not the Joker. <laughs> that's what I felt like. That's what I felt like. But, um, I mean, dissenting opinions is what make the world go round. Uh, Brad, we're sticking with you. Green Arrow. Oi. Green Arrow. Um, I really I enjoyed issue one. Green Arrow had the... Um had the fortune, the good fortune, of being probably the first of the New 52 that I read, okay. I want to say. I want to say it downloaded first. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it on my uh, HTC Inspire. There you go, uh, plug right there. <laughs> um, with my enormous... It's almost like reading it on an iPad. Um, but, uh, so, so I think it downloaded first, so I read it first, so I think I may have derived more pleasure from it than had I read it a little bit later, like, say, 12 or 13 in my queue. That said, I enjoyed the first book. I thought the second book was was poop on a stick. <laughs> I would really bet, did. I would have bet any amount of money that the next word out of your mouth was going to be poop. <laughs> it was. It was poop. <laughs> I, it was poop. I mean, it, okay. it, it, it like pretends to try, but it's not really Very trying. Very well spoken. <laughs> it's pretending to try, but not really yeah. succeeding at all. It's... It's kind of like shtick of the week mm-hmm. nonsense drivel. Meh. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm clearly going to read three. Yeah. Issue three. We have a, a three strikes rule, right? Oh, yeah. We should have brought that up. Yeah. We haven't even, we haven't gotten to a book yet that any of us really didn't, d- didn't like. So. Oh, we're about to. I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to, 
it it's hard for me to say flat out thumbs down, but it is like it is on the border for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I read issue one, and I just thought it was okay. I just wasn't in love with it. I thought the art was... I agree. It's an okay. ...was mediocre, and I just... The art is mediocre. It's... I don't know if it's trying to be, like, a 60s comic, mm-hmm. like, in the art style that it is, and it was also, like, you know, quick allusion to what we'll talk about later. I just read Wonder Woman 1, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt similarly about the art style of that one. Huh. Okay. But, um... Yeah, it's it's a big meh. So it's kind me. of a wait and see to almost don't buy. Exactly. On Green Arrow. Okay. Um, so up next, uh, Hawk and Dove. Brian, go. Poop. <laughs> no, uh, Hawk and Dove is is poor. Uh, it, I think it, it it suffers mainly from just stupid characters. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I have tough no to I- recover from. <laughs> no, I know. Well. <laughs> I don't uh, know if there was any history with these characters. I don't know if they if they existed previous to the new Fifty Two or yeah, not. Yeah, they did. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so so then they're like, okay, we're making these Fifty Two books. We're gonna do a Hawk and Dove book. Some poor bastard has to write it, and it's like, <laughs> oh, what are, we, what are we gonna do? So I mean, it's basically this meathead college student who looks like he's thirty five years old, <laughs> and this this uh, who's Hawk or I think Hank is his. <laughs> It's Hank and Dawn who are actually Hawk and Dove. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. And and then the Dawn character who's just, that's just like really pacifist pushover. The idea is that he's the avatar of war and she is the avatar of peace. And <laughs> and and it, it, it's just dumb. And I can't relate to anyone in it. Uh, the the villain that came out in issue two it seems kind of cool, but I don't think he's going to be. Okay. <laughs> Um, Skip it. It's somebody pretty big doing the the pencils, though, right? You know, l- let me let me grab it. I'll tell you. It's in a Rob second. Liefeld, isn't it? R- oh, Rob Liefeld. Yeah, Liefeld, the, yeah, yeah. The the Rob Liefeld of Rob Liefeld fame. Right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you. Uh, well, Rob Liefeld was uh, the big innovator in the in the early nineties. He was yeah. like he was like twenty years old and yeah. he was dr- drawing these gigantor superheroes with completely disproportionate bodies and he made a lot of money doing it and then became images poster boy for years gotcha uh so next is justice league international also my book it's true it is also your book go for Uh, it it it, it was the more silly justice league book like elongated man and plastic man were in Mm -hmm. it together so go okay okay Uh, (laughs) they got tangled up a lot right (laughs) Uh, but this one's cool. Booster Gold is leading. Um... So, what is the Justice League International, Brian? Just to because like, I never read a Justice League International book. So, well, this incarnation—I don't remember how they had come to be uh, in the past. But this incarnation is kind of—excuse me—a uh, like a UN delegated um, organization that's supposed to get. Uh, I think it's Russia, China, and the UK. Uh, are all involved in it's it's, it's booster gold uh leading who's kind of like a he's like a rock star superhero right um right yeah yeah and uh you have guy gardner um who doesn't actually join the team yet he's like booster gold's doing it i have i don't care you have fire who's a brazilian you have ice who's i think british um so the idea is it's stuff that justice league which is basically in america right sort of 
can't uh, handle or can't or aren't, aren't sanctioned to do. Right? Exactly. That's, that, okay. that's that's the idea, and yeah. it's a you know corporation trying to put them together and control them, and they don't really know what they're doing, and it's good. It's not great, um, but I think there's a lot of uh, room for improvement, and uh, I enjoyed the first issue, and the second one's even better. Okay, cool. So, that's great. Thumbs up. Um, nice. Uh, Bradley, Men of War. This is going to be quick. It is sh- It's poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awful. I don't understand. Like, whoever, whoever got assigned those certainly got the short stick. <laughs> um, it, it's two bizarre books in one with this guy who you don't care about and then these Navy SEALs that you care even less about. And I mean, it's I. I wish I didn't have to read it a third time. It's so awful. Okay. Next, next, uh, next is me. Omac, uh, which first issue? Because we're two issues in on this now. First issue, I didn't dig. I thought it was going for a, a Kirby uh, style kind of comic, and it kind of fell <laughs> short a lot. Uh, really short on character development and stuff. Um, issue two, though, really makes up for all those shortcomings. It's kind of it feels like a uh, Bruce Banner on the run type story. Uh, the guy who is Omac doesn't want to be Omac, and it's just it's very cool. Um, and there's a reveal at the end of the second issue that um, I'm not a huge comics guy, but I under I do understand it, and it's a very cool reveal. I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's got uh, very cool action and um, big monsters fighting each other, and it was just a ton of fun. So I'm actually now excited. To read issue three, um, which was a big uh, boon for me. Um, Brian, Static Shock. It's uh, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about this WB like animated character from ten years ago, but oh he's, yeah, yeah, he's he's an annoying like kind of Spider Man wannabe as far as like he he he's, he flies around. He's like, oh look how cool I am, but Spider Man never says that. He just is cool, right? Um, and that's the problem. Is like you can tell this character. I mean, maybe that's part of it. But I, I don't want to watch an arrogant kid, you know, get into all these situations. Uh, he's not. He, he's he's not humble. He's not. He's not actually that cool. And his powers are kind of stupid. Okay. So no, no buy. So, no. No buy. Um, oh, Steve Stormwatch. Stormwatch. Oh, Steve, oh, Steve is Stormwatch. Here. Yes. yes. Steve is here. <laughs> yes, I am here. <laughs> I try not to interrupt. All I have are jokes. <laughs> um, Stormwatch was, um, it was here and it was there. It's, Steve, it don't was, sugarcoat it. All right, look. <laughs> I feel like I needed to know a whole hell of a lot more than I did going into this book. There's a lot of people in it. I'm not really too sure like who they are and what they can do. They try to tell you that in the beginning by showing off a little bit of their powers, but it doesn't really give you any kind of sense of scope of what they can and can't do. Right. Um, there's two different stories going on in the book, um, which was kind of confusing. Um, pretty much you have Stormwatch, a team, trying to recruit this uh, superhuman named Apollo, mm-hmm. who's pretty much like another version of Superman. He's the closest thing that they've found to being like Superman. They want him on the team, except he doesn't want to be on a team because he's a one-man show. Right. You know? Um, 
And then there's this other stuff where this guy, Harry, is up on the moon, and there's an evil entity on the moon. The moon is... It, it, it has claws. Let's it has claws. <laughs> um, that stuff was a lot cooler than the trying to convince the mm-hmm. Superman like Apollo to join the team because it was just a lot of like merry-go-round conversation type of stuff. Right. Um, the intergalactic stuff was much cooler. Um, I wouldn't say buy it. I wouldn't say don't give it a shot. Um, so wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. Let Find you, some poor sap who's already I'll bought let, it. Let me read it, copy. and I will tell you. I will tell you, though, that in the second issue, it does get a little bit better, <laughs> but not by much. Yeah, I read the first issue. I thought it was kind of stupid. Um, there you go. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, wait, Bradley, finish us up with week one on Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is is possibly my favorite of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some of the greatest, like full page paneling I've ever seen ever. Yeah. It's just it's a beautifully rendered book with a really interesting lead character who's making reasonable logical choices given the circumstances that are happening to him. It does have a doofy looking Superman like yeah, you were very you know, harping on that in your review. I was. I was hard <laughs> on it cuz it took me out of the book a little bit. Gotcha. But other than that I think um, it's an awesome book. Really cool book. I I totally agree with you. I mean, I kind of accidentally said that those bugs that make people's necks break were in Animal Man. They're in Swamp Thing. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I think it's great. Scott Snyder, who's also writing Batman, it's just so good. And the the, no spoilers, but the end of issue two is crazy. (laughs) Yep. The whole of issue two, I thought was was really crazy. Yeah. And, like, took what I already thought was a great foundation with issue one, um, and, and like, it, you know, it's a totally different, like, pace, the beginning of issue two with uh, the backstory of this other swamp thing, and yeah, it, it was, I just super loved it, super loved it. I thought it has, it's got some of the best art yeah, and the best writing of any of the books. It's really awesome. Sweet. All right, into week two, starting out with Batman and Robin. Brian. I think it's subpar. Uh, it's, the, it's my Batman book. We all kind of have a Bat book. And Not kind I, of. We all do. I think that... Um, I have 400 of them. Yeah, you do. You have a lot of Batman books, Brad. <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, this whole thing with the new Robin being Damien, uh, Batman's son, which was from the Mike Grell... Uh, son of the demon like 20 years ago it's it doesn't interest me in the in the first place like i don't i don't buy that he's always been so bruce has always been so much about protecting his uh his robins and you know a lot of guilt based on jason todd and whatnot number one i don't believe that he'd put his son in danger that way every night and number two the kid's a little shit and, that's true <laughs> and 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 he's and he's not i i don't like looking at him or reading him or anything like that okay. he annoys me and bothers me and i don't believe that bruce who is the scariest person alive when he's in that <laughs> costume would oh. put up with that so you're saying buy it yep <laughs> so it's a don't buy for you it's a don't buy, buy. three copies of it yeah i'm a little more positive on than you brian i did like it and i understand that he is a shit, but I think they're doing it on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's a wait and see for me, but 
I mean, the writing's uh, not. It's not bad comic book. It's just that I. I just don't like where it's going. Gotcha. Um, Steve, Batwoman. Batwoman. Absolutely, positively loved Batwoman. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. It was. Uh, it. It really kind. Of, I've never read anything from Batwoman ever. Um, had no idea who she was until I read this book. Um, I absolutely fell in love with it. It was super creepy. Uh, the artwork was absolutely just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the artist escapes me right now, but um, just a beautiful, beautiful book. Every single page had so much life to it and just like color and it, it was awesome. Uh, so- the action was great. And it was a really creepy story. It's kind of about a specter that's going around and taking children uh, called the Weeping Woman and drowning them in the Gotham River. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also an organization that has decided that the Batwoman needs to die and they're sending their best people after her. And she just is a... Super, super strong character. She knows exactly who she is. She's had the training. And um, if you've read Batwoman Elegy, that basically is a direct follow-up to that. And a lot of what was going on in that book carries over. So it's a good idea to go and to read that That's beforehand. That's a trade, right? Yes. Trade paperback. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is also absolutely amazing. Cool. But um, I would say absolutely buy it. It's um, probably my favorite book out of the entire 52. It's amazing. I True, love it. Cool. Did somebody else, they wanted to ask or say? I or? just want to, It's W. Hayden Blackman is the artist. Oh, cool. And um, I liked it too. You, did, you read nowhere, it, Brian? No, Yeah, nowhere near as much as you did, Steve, but I, I, I dug it, and the art is phenomenal. It is. And what I really liked about it, real quick, is it's amazing. Like My, my, my chief concern was Batwoman, Batgirl, how different are they going to be? Very, very different. <laughs> And I thought they did a very good job of that. All right, next up, we have Deathstroke. Also, Steve. Did not like Deathstroke. Okay, so it's a skip. Yes. All right, confusing, right? Like, I think that's the... I don't... Um, the anti-hero is not my thing. Right. And his, uh, you know, another one-man show deal where he plays by his own rules, doesn't like to work with anybody. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't like the character. And if I don't like the character, I'm probably not going to like the book. So right. it wasn't the best introduction to somebody who you're probably not going to like them. Right. So, so skip it. Skip it. Okay. Um, I'm in uh, Demon Knights is next, which is mine. Um, Peter Milligan, uh, not Peter Milligan. Uh, sorry. Uh, I can't remember. Shoot. The name just flew out of my brain. Um, uh, Demon Knights. Awesome. Uh, it's so cool. Uh, medieval timed uh, superheroes. Uh, uh, the, uh, the demon and... Uh, it's just it's so cool magic and dragons and I, I, like i can't say enough about it it's just a kick-ass book um, about immortal beings having this great war and it's just i'm so excited to read uh the next issue um paul cornell paul cornell that's right uh peter milligan is writing just league dark so that's my brain was just a little bit on the dark side uh frankenstein agent of shade steve very cool book. Um, kind of started out a little bit weird, a little bit slow. The setup was a little strange. Uh, it's very quirky. Um, Frankenstein, the professor's come back. Uh, he's kind of transformed into a little girl with pigtails and a schoolgirl outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, like so standing, do. yeah, standing next to Frankenstein. It was quite strange, and they kind of conduct their business through this weird microcosm-like laboratory. Anyway. 
Um, about halfway through, the book kind of assembles its team, and they start to go around and kick undead ass. So cool. It's so cool. And it becomes something much more than it started out as, and I found myself getting really giddy by the mm-hmm. end. And if you're into like movie monsters and all of their lore and all the things that come along with them, it's like a comic take on that. Yeah. And I'm actually really looking forward to it. The second time I read it, I liked it a lot more. So I would say buy it. Yeah, I dug it. I dug it as well. Um, Brian, Green Lantern. Big thumbs up. It's a it's a Jeff Johns Green Lantern book. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a really good job of, I think, introducing you to how... Jordan, if you don't know who that is, if, you're, if you've never picked one up before, it's a little weird because it, it, Sinestro's on the cover, and Sinestro is in the first, uh, in the lead of, of the book, but he, he gives a very kind of, almost like the, a Ryan Reynolds-y, like Hal Jordan, the way you, you, you envision him from the movie, and uh, Sinestro's got this plan, and Hal Jordan has this you know, problem. He, he doesn't have a ring anymore, and it's it, it just a really good setup book. And uh, I, I dug it a lot. I think I'm I'm with you. I mean, I don't know about the I don't I didn't get the Ryan Reynolds thing, but obviously that's just opinion. Um, it is a pretty good setup, but I feel like if you have never read a Green Lantern book before, it's not like the perfect book to start reading Green Lantern stuff in. You know, um, it feels like it's just coming right off of what they've been doing in the mm-hmm. Green Lantern world. You, you know, you know what I mean, because Hal Jordan doesn't have the ring anymore, but he had the ring at one yeah. point, and you, you're supposed to know that Sinestro was a bad guy and had this Yellow Lantern core. You, you know, so what I, I was I, saying was, if you didn't know who Hal Jordan was, right, you'd, you'd be able to get a good idea of what this Jeff Johns Hal Jordan is like. Yeah, from, no, you're right about that. Yeah, I, and I give the books thumbs up as well. I'm not saying I don't like the book. I'm just saying, like, for me. Who knows stuff about the Green Lantern? Because I've just I've been reading a bunch of it over the past couple of months. I felt like I got a lot more out of it because I had already read a lot of the Green Lantern stuff. Yeah, I don't know if that's fair or not, but I also say I give a thumbs up. Um, next up, we have Grifter. Steve, you mean Joshua Holloran's yeah. home comic book? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you mean Josh Josh Holloway? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The good Sawyer from Lost. Yes, he's it was much, it was as Sawyer. Well as Dante Hicks. Yeah. Yes, it was Sawyer onto the comic book page. It was. Yeah. He's very much like Sawyer. Um, it was it was okay. It's I mean, it's a complete introductory issue to the character. I mean, he doesn't even put on his mask until the final page. So, mm. um, it's it's kind of cool. It's not a you know he's I don't know pulling things over on people they're kind of introducing you to the, like the seediness of him him having to constantly move around and dodge shady people that are look, right. that are out to get him and stuff and uh this some kind of weird electricity aliens thing it's true <laughs> walking around yeah. and it just i it wasn't the the character seems like he could be cool i really dig the cover of the first issue but i haven't seen anything like that cover yet that it like I was like oh this looks cool and then it was really kind of slow so I would say a, a wait and see a wait and see on Grifter all right uh, Legion Lost I believe that's Bradley that is me um it, the book is it's weird it's also confusing and it's also not good um it's <laughs> three just, great traits it's just not good um. The biggest issues I have is it, I had never read the Legion of Superheroes um, 
when I was whining about it after the fact, um, my boyfriend Scott was like, oh, I used to love reading Legion of Superheroes. I had never, ever heard of them before. And so their introduction is like on page like eight. Here's the whole Legion of Superheroes popping out of this time bubble in modern times. You have no idea who the hell these people are, and they and you have no idea what's going on. There's like a Wolverine-ish kind of guy. Uh, long story short, I didn't care. I don't like it. I can't wait to finish episode three so I can theoretically stop reading it. Okay. Revenge so, of the Sith. <laughs> it's awful. Um, uh, who, Mr. Terrific. Who's Mr. Oh, Terrific? That's me too. Bradley. Yeah, throw that right in there. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough said. <laughs> there you go. I really yeah. have like nothing to say. I thought the beginning sequence was kind of cool. Some cool art. It's yeah. It's a lot of me. It's it's very dangerous if you're you know a, a writer doing any sort of um, journalism and you have a book called Mister Terrific and it's yeah. not very good. Yeah. It it just leads itself to. Uh, you know, bad places. Yeah. Um, oh, Red Lanterns. That turns to me. That's another Peter Milligan book. Um, here's the thing. I, I just talked about how I've been reading a lot of Green Lantern stuff. Um, I really haven't gotten into much Red Lantern business. And I, they're bad guys, right? They're, they're full of rage and they want to, like, you know, destroy all the injustice in the galaxy, but in a very violent, um, bloody way. Um, Atrocist? Atrocitus? Is, I can't. I, I, I'm looking at his name and I can't write it. Um, uh, uh, he's the head of the Red Lantern Corps, and he's just like he reminds me of Kratos from the God of War games. <laughs> yeah, he's just angry all the time. He's yelling about something that happened in his past, and I don't care about it. I just, I just, you're just angry all the time. There's a little bit of a cool thing um, with two civilian people on Earth kind of getting into kind of rage and hate in a more philosophical level, which is interesting. Um, ep- episode two. Issue two is better. It, in- it introduces a little more of a layer to the character, and it, it pre- presents like this, another conflict where there's rage. It's kind of like almost a Middle East conflict, but an, on an on a alien world. And my problem is all the stuff away from the Red Lanterns is much more interesting than the stuff with the Red Lanterns. So right now it's definitely a skip, skip, skip. All right. Um, Resurrection Man. Steve. I really dug uh, Resurrection Man. I thought it was really cool. Um, very, very cool beginning to a character. Kind of, you know, gets you in on the ground floor. Um, really cool hero. He wakes up and he's got, I guess, uh, telekinetic electrical abilities. He can shock things. He can pick things up. He can, you know, do all kinds of jazz and whatnot. Anyway, um, big action sequences. Uh, he's on a plane. Things are transforming, trying to kill him. He's being pushed out the the door of the plane, falling to his death. Um, Get gets sucked up into the uh, the engine, comes back as another uh, a hero again, but with a different ability. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is very coolly drawn. Uh, Dan Abnett did a really good job with, uh, I guess, An- Annie Lanning. I'm going to try and get this right. <laughs> and uh, I'm really excited to see the the next issue. The the Resurrection Man himself seems to have a lot of potential with being able to be offed and then come back. And come back with a different skill set. 
So if they're smart about it, they can write a lot of really cool stories based around that. I, I really want to see where it goes. I'm excited about it. I, I, I agree with you. It's totally cool. He has a lot yeah. of personality. Yeah. Which I think some of the, the lesser books, that's what they're missing, is characters with a lot of personality. Um, Resurrection Man. Resurrection Man. man. <laughs> He's got a brand new body. Buy it. Just might take your place. <laughs> All right. Suicide Squad. Brian. Hey, uh, Suicide Squad was one of my favorite books when I was growing up, and uh, I was really happy to see that they inv- uh, included it in this this relaunch. And it's about bad guys uh, who kind of get it's a, it's like a dirty dozen book, and it's a, it's great because you can bring in uh, different villains as part of the team for different arcs. It, it, it's it's never the same group for more than a couple of issues at a time, so I'll we'll get to see a lot of different characters rotate. And uh, this incarnation is Harlequins in there, Deadshot's in there. Uh, I like Deadshot a lot. And it's a, it's a, it's a great setup issue. Uh, the, the, they go on their first mission in issue two, which I think comes out next week or the week after, and I'm uh, real psyched for it. Thumbs up, buy it. Buy it. Okay, Superboy is next. Superboy is my book. Um... I really enjoyed it. It's, it's. Uh, I'm not. I've never really read any Superboy books before, so I know he has multiple origins. Um, this is a clone origin. He's a clone of Superman. Well, a Kryptonian. They haven't said Superman yet, and a man from Earth. So uh, and we don't know who those are yet. He's being grown in a lab, and the experiment has gone wrong, and they're going to get rid of him, but they can't because he's really too powerful. Um, and then the rest of the story is kind of about his assimilating into the world and kind of... I don't want to give... There's some twists in it, so I don't want to give anything away. Um, and the end kind of leads directly into uh, Teen Titans, uh, which is a book we'll talk about in a little bit. But I thought it was really cool. It's a really cool sci-fi story. I like the character. I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, yeah, totally. I'm totally into it. So that's definitely a big, big buy for me. So at this point, I decided to cut the podcast in half we ran to about an hour and a half. I don't want it to be overwhelming for people. So there are two 45-minute podcasts. They're both available right now. I hope you enjoyed part one and that you're coming back for part two of Talking Comics.